Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears. I know I say this a lot, but this is like legit for real. The most excited I've ever been about an episode, which is Sex in the City with Wayne Aruzu, who I, I would never have thought of this pairing, and I'm so happy. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Wayne. Welcome. Thank you very much. Well, and uh, thank you for having me. I too am very excited because uh, I know you said that you, you know, you, you wouldn't have thought of this pairing, but you probably don't know what a bitch I am. You see. <laughs> Sex in the City has got all kinds of history with me and stuff. Forget about it. I once, after a New Year's Day or New Year's Eve slam, you know, whatever, me and my me and my girl were like out all night. Next day, we're fucking dusty. I look over and she's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. I just turned on Sex in the City. We saw all, what, five seasons of it? Like that day, it just ran. Bang, 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 bang. It's like, oh my God. And it was the most wicked. I don't know. For some reason, it was very calming. I don't know. So yeah, yeah, it was it was great, and I've seen it all lots of times. I came to Sex in the City a little bit late, so I started college in 2002. There was no way that I was watching the first four seasons in my parents' house like that <laughs> was not happening. So I no. got to it my sophomore year of college. So it was like right when the sixth season was about to start airing, and my college library you could check out the old seasons. So I started watching it that way, and just like hanging out in my room and binging the shit out of the show, and it was kind of like. <sighs> For better or for worse, this show gave me a picture of what it's like to be an adult woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm watching it now as an actual adult woman and seeing how fucked that kind of is. But it was what I thought it is to be an adult back in 2003 when I was watching it. How old were you then? I was 20. Yeah. See, these girls were, what, 35? Is that how they were? They were like 31, 32 season one, and then 38-ish at the end of the series. Well, except for Samantha, who was older than them all. Right, right, yeah. No, um, for mine, see, because I, even though I'm kind of a bitch, I still don't know what it's like to be a woman. So I, (laughs) my little sister used to watch it as well, and she's like a good, whatever, eight years younger than me. She's probably your age, right? Right. Um, So she said to me that here's the thing about Sex in the City. It's a hyper-reality of stuff that women deal with. So, for example, yes. you know, whatever, like, tribulations you might have with the opposite sex or with your friends or with this or that, that is a, like, the most hammer time version of that thing. So that's why it's like, it has to be that way because it's a drama, I guess. But, so I was like, oh, okay, so the things that you, you, you they're relatable for women in particular, uh, but in a, you know, dramatic way. So that's why it's fun. Yes. A hundred percent. And we'll get into it more in detail because there are some things on this rewatch after now almost 20 years have passed that aged well and some things that did not age well. Oh, really? But there were still some nuggets in this show that I was just really appreciative to have heard vocalized (laughs) back when I was younger and can still appreciate now. So like... The show has good things and bad things like anything else. This one, just like the show, is a little more heightened. There's some really Mm -hmm. bad things in it and some really good things. (laughs) When did it run? It ran early aughts, right? 
Yes, so it was 98 to 2004. Late 90s even. Okay, so yeah, it's it's going to age in certain ways. I get it. Exactly. All right, so before we dive all the way into the Sex and the City conversation, Wayne, are there any TV shows that you have been watching that you want to talk about? Yeah, so uh, lately, I watch all the Marvels. I watch all the Star Warses. I love the Hawkeye show for some reason. Uh, I don't know if you're into that. I really it was really, okay. It was okay. I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I finished it. I watched up until like this last episode or the second to last episode and just didn't finish it. I get it because like the Marvel shows have sort of they're nowhere near like the movies and same with the Star Wars. The only good Star Wars one is to me the Mandalorian and this Andor one is quite interesting now, but it's also very like drama y. Mm-hmm. I loved Jack Reacher or Reacher it was called. I was a big fan was of that. Was that the Krasinski one? No, that's that uh, that's one? Jack Ryan. Um, the Jack Reacher oh. is. Um, <laughs> remember the Tom Cruise. <laughs> remember the Tom Cruise movies? The, yes. The, yeah. So this okay. is a, this is a serialization of that, and the dude that they Got picked it. to to do it is actually a beefcake, fucking huge, six seven, fucking huge cracker, right? And he's like uh, a big, beautiful man, and. He's, the whole story is that he's a huge guy that walks around town and can and can fuck people up, and I believe that that's you know as as a man who's uh, you know five seven five eight myself, I'm like oh that's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old man is great. If you haven't seen that, it's a Jeff Bridges show. Very very cool. No, um, I like to meet some Ted Lasso. Uh, so Ted Lasso is on my list. We just watched the first three episodes this last week for the first time. What so we're just so getting far? started. Yeah. I really like it. I think that uh, his assistant coach is the best second man Beard? to him. He's, coach Beard is on point. Yeah, I love best. him. He's the best. You will find that Ted Lasso, because it came out during the pandemic, right? The particular brand of Ted Lasso's optimism was something we all needed at the time. Yes. So it became like very of its time. So yeah, that that and only motors in the building. And I have heard that Interview with the Vampire is good, but I've not I've not gotten to it yet. So that's another TV show. So okay. Yeah. I haven't know. heard of half of those, but I have so many shows on my want to watch list. I got a little sidetracked the last two months by binging all seven seasons of Gilmore Girls and then the continuation series, The A Year in a Life. Oh, a yeah. Year in a Life was four episodes and each episode was an hour and a half. So it was like four fucking movies. Oh, it was a yeah. Lot. See, that's tough. The best yeah. shows like like Sex and City, like if you got a 30 minute thing and you got four seasons to watch, that just pre- that goes down easy. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. yeah, it's like I can't start an episode after eight o'clock because it's too late. Exactly. I can't do that with an hour and a half series. You got to really. But no, Sex in the City is digestible AF. Oh, totally. It's the it's the it's yeah, it's absolutely like, yeah, binge watching like heaven. Yes. OK. Um. Oh, and then the other show that I was watching, I started Sharp Objects. Oh, I've heard of this. Well, so I go to the library and check out books all the time. And I just like, they'd suggested the Jillian Flynn book, Sharp Objects. And on the cover of it, it said it was an HBO series with Amy Adams. So I finished the book and I was like, let's see how the show is. It's fucked up because Jillian Flynn likes to write some fucked up shit. Really? It's real fucked up. What do you have used on Amy Adams these days? Because I was a big, big fan of hers back in the day. (sighs) And then now since pretty much Batman v Superman, I'm like... Yeah, she was a terrible on. Lois Lane. I don't know what it is. She's not good enough for Cavill. That's the thing. That's okay? what it is. That's what it is. I don't fucking buy that shit. I hate her because she was in the bathtub with him and we're supposed to buy that he's obsessed with her. It's fucking bullshit. I that know. is where it started. If I looked like Cavill, the only thing I would do is look in the mirror and jerk my dick. So it's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who is good enough for him. Even Gal Gadot not good enough for fucking Henry Cavill. You know what I'm saying? No. So like. He's a prince. I love him. 
Oh, he's the shit. And you know what I love about him? So sometimes, I forget when it was, but I did like this internet search. Maybe I was just looking for hot pictures of him. I, get I don't it. remember. I get it. But he dates regular fucking women. Like his current girlfriend is just a regular ass woman. He doesn't have to be like these fucking heightenedly beautiful people. It's just a regular woman that he can have a conversation with, enjoys her company. And I'm like, that's amazing. Wait a minute. I'm going to Google that. Henry Cavill girlfriend and... Oh, shit. That's right. Look, she's cute as a button. She's cute. Of course she's cute, but she's a regular fucking human being. Damn. All right. Where'd it go? He's like Keanu Reeves a little bit. Yes. Like, exactly. Ke- you know what I'm saying? Keanu came to Perth one time, and he was swanning about with a girl who was very, very workaday. Um, and we were all very impressed. So, you know, it's like, that's good shit. Oh, nice for him. It just shows that you don't have your head up your own ass. And I appreciate that. Oh, man, he's building computers online. He's talking about Warcraft. He's talking about, you know yes, what I'm he's a bit, he's a gamer. The reason he's not doing the Witcher dance effects is because he was upset that the show was going too far away from the source material. So, like, he's a fucking nerd. That's I love it. His dog, his dog is so floofy. I love his dog. Oh, he's got a dog as well. As if they weren't. He's got a big ass Akita named Cal. Akita, them big ass Japanese dogs. My sister had one. It's a big ass dog for a big ass beefy man. It's a perfect pairing. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you know what? If he gives nerds like all hope, it's like you can walk around high school now saying, yeah, I play World of Warcraft just like Superman. You still won't get laid, but that's not the problem. Like, it's (laughs) it's, it's starting, you know? So that's cool. (laughs) You. You get it. You and I have a deep love for Cavill going back many a moon. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this show, like I said, premiered in 2008, or not 2008, 1998, Mm -hmm. which also was the same year that Dawson's Creek came out. So we've done now two 1998 shows in a row. Man, I live there. It's crazy. That's how it is. (laughs) 1998 was an amazing time. Yeah. so good. I do remember. I was, I think I had hair. Eh, I'm not sure. All right, so the other shows that premiered in 98, we had Dot or no, I said Dawson's Creek. That 70s show, Will and Grace and Charmed. Um, the movies, I went with the theme because we're doing Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. So there's something about Mary. Oh, yeah. Very bad things. Wild things and how Stella got her groove back all came out in 1998. I all I've seen all of those except the Stella one. Wild things every man has seen because of all the lesbian action and <laughs> and all of that. But uh, all of those movies are great. I mean, very bad things was dark and wicked. Yeah, it was great. I have a vivid memory associated with There's Something About Mary. My parents were on a trip or whatever, and my mom's mom, Southern Baptist little old lady, was staying with us, Mm -hmm. and she let us rent videos. And my sister, who was maybe 10 at the time, chose There's Something About Mary. Oh, my God. And they sat and watched it together, and I was intelligent. I went into my room and just hung out by myself because I knew what the fuck they were getting into (laughs) with hours of awkwardness. (laughs) That scene of Ben Stiller jacking off and the sound was like... I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then fucking shows the water and like, oh, damn. Yeah, I know. It's going to be tough to any any kind of... Imagine watching that with your grandmother. Forget about it, man. (laughs) Forget about it. You're 10 years old and you're like, I don't even know if I can tell her I know what Jizz is. (laughs) Oh, shit. I should ask my sister if she remembers that and how scarred she is from it. More importantly, did she understand jizz and jacking off? Because I don't think I did at 10 years old. And I had a dick. My sister's going to hate me for telling this story. Go on. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what year The Pest came out with John Leguizamo. But we watched that movie like nobody's business oh. over and over again. And so we're leaving the house one day and my sister turns to my dad and says, Later masturbator. Because oh, she didn't shit. know what it was. <laughs> he was so fucking pissed. <laughs> 
<laughs> she hates that I fucking remember that and tell people that story. So everybody keep it on the hush. Don't tell my sister. And it's your dad as well. I know. And if you're a married man, you know about masturbating. This is little angel telling him, calling him a masturbator in front of the rest of the family. Like, oh, God. Oh. That's some nasty shit, but I understand it. It's fucked up. I love it. Okay, so then the music from that year, we had the classic All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Oh, damn. I know. That song's like eight minutes long, and it's all amazing. <laughs> Late 90s fucking boy bandy rocky shit. That's good. Oh, R&B, really. I, yeah, I love that. And then the other R&B song we had was Too Close by Next. Oh, that was about having a boner on a dance floor. Yes! Yes! Exactly! I couldn't believe it. That like, song was smooth as fuck, though. No shit, he's drilling his fucking dick into her ass and shit while he's dancing, and that's what the song's about. I'm like, what? I mean, eighth grade dances, I had to hold them with stiff arms. Oh, you would be getting all kinds of fucking... I was not getting nexted. ...fun-sized Mars bars stuck in your crotch and Keep shit. I get shit that, t- yeah. <sighs> You tall as well, so he hitting you in thigh and I get it, though. Like, middle school, get, the boys can't control them at all the times. And, like, you're getting too close. I tried, but I like it. I can't fight it. You're dancing too close. That's the good thing about being older. If you're, actually, first of all, you don't <laughs> slow dance with women anymore. <laughs> but by the time your penis makes itself known, she's already down with it or she already left. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> Is that your dick? Yeah, huh? Okay. It's like that. <laughs> Wow. Uh, this is real life, ladies and gentlemen. I know. It's this nasty. It. Oh, and then the other song that year uh, was... Oh, no, there was two. I Don't Want to Miss a Thing because Armageddon was that year. Oh, shit. Aerosmith. Yeah. And the, the Bare Naked Ladies song, One Week, which... <laughs> that we, is like a Gilmore Girls episode. There's so many lyrics in that song. No kidding. We used to use it back when we were smoking weed. And then if someone was taking too long with the bong, they'd be like, it's been jingle one week since you passed the bong. And shit like that. <laughs> we used to say that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my god no. i, w- I want to smoke with you guys i, I want to go back in time and be in that fucking circle <laughs> yeah it takes a while you don't be hogging no bargo- bogarting the bong don't bogart the fucking bong man <laughs> puff puff pass right, yo. pass the dutchie on the left hand side <laughs> oh shit we get it yes. we get it all right, so Sex in the City, like I said multiple times already, was 1998 to 2004. It ran for six seasons and 94 episodes on HBO. It was created by Darren Starr, based on a book by Candace Bushnell, directed by Michael Patrick King, and is rated a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Hmm. The show follows four New York women who gossip about sex lives, or lack thereof, and find new ways to deal with being a woman in the late 90s. That's right. That was the only description they had on IMDb. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. But that is true. And, you know, they had to deal with shoulder pads just like everyone else in the late 90s. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was going to say it later, but the fucking fashion in this show does not hold up. I remember thinking that these clothes that these women were so iconic and so cool and so trendy, and they look fucking crazy most of the time. Let me tell you something, okay? The ugliest decade in fashion is the 1990s. Some people say, oh, the 70s. No, 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 no. The 70s had some flair. Even the 80s had a bit of flash in it. The 90s were all... Big shoulder pads. Everyone's suit was too big. Women wore maxi skirts that went all the way down to their ankles. Peasant blouses. Everyone's clothes were too big. You watch Friends, you watch Seinfeld. Oh my God. And you just go, fucking hell. All right. That's what happened. So it's unfortunate that they were so popular in that decade because that fashion does not translate 
Having said that, if you look at the, you know, Justin Bieber had that music video for "Sorry" that song. I don't know. If you know. I don't oh, know okay. new music. When did that come out? Oh, that came out like maybe five years ago. But um, it's yeah, a, I don't know it's that. actually a really great pop song, right? But mm-hmm. that that song has got women all dressed in really butt ugly '90s gear, like fucking like you know uh, basketball jerseys and hats and big fucking glasses and stuff, and it actually does look good. So someone's managed to turn yes. it around, but it's still some fucked up shit back in the day. So I think the mid '90s was good for fashion, like '94 to '97, because like some of that shit on Buffy '97 was Buffy, and Buffy clothes are a little bit cutesy, preppy, like the little baby doll dresses with the t-shirt underneath. There's some cute shit in there, uh, but when it starts school. to get yeah. to the late '90s and early 2000s, that is some fucking ugly ass fashion. Mm. The millennium fashion right around this 2000 turn was rough. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Young people fashion is generally okay. Most it's of so the time. bad. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's Buffy so was young, so she hers looked okay. But you, at the yeah. same time period, you're looking at these old ass women, like you know, hitting like New York with their damn shoulder pads. That's a different thing. So I get it. <laughs> I guess whatever the young kids are wearing these days, this is how I know I'm old. They look crazy. So I'm watching some movie with Lana Condor and the shit that she's putting together, she looks like she got dressed in the dark in the back of a thrift store donation bin. Like she looks fucking crazy. I don't know back. what the style is now. That shit is back. I saw, it is. I, I saw some motherfucker in a cafe the other day and he wearing this like cardigan, right? And the cardigan had proper like pulls and holes in it. And I'm like, is that a thing? I, I, I said to my 28-year-old girlfriend, <laughs> is, it, is this something that happens? <laughs> I know, I'm going through a midlife crisis, everyone. Um, <laughs> and I was like, is that a thing? And she's like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a look. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no. who knows? I, I'm old, officially. That's what it is. So oh, no. I, I resign myself to it. I don't, I don't look at those, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, so this show stars Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall, Cynthia Nixon, Kristen Davis, Chris Noth, David Eigenberg, Willie Garson, Kyle McLaughlin, Evan Handler, and John Corbett, with a fucking ass ton of guest appearances oh, from yeah. people that everybody will recognize all the time. It's amazing. Yeah, Heather Graham. That's my favorite. It's like the Seinfeld of sex shows. That is true. All these young folks. Timothy Oliphant was in there as the young guy yeah. that she fucked. And I'm like, oh. Fucking... Will Arnett was the guy that likes to get caught having sex and That's is right. banging Miranda when his parents walk in. That's right. The dude, um, what's the boss's name from Mad Men? He's the politician that likes to get peed on. Yeah, um, um, yeah, Tony Stark's dad. Yeah, him. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah. It's crazy. There's so many people in the show, and I love seeing them in these early roles and kind of recognizing them from that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Wayne, mm. we've already kind of indulged into it a little bit, but what do you love about this show? Okay, so it's probably the, the best thing about the show is the breeziness of the episodes and how easy it is to watch, which we just spoke about. Um, but with the 30-minute thing, that, that format, it's sharp, entertaining, rude, you know, funny, and for its time fashionable, for now not so much, it made me want to visit New York, and I love how New York is almost a character in it. And um, mm-hmm. then I went to New York after that, and it lived up to my expectations. Like, I, where do you live? Really? You live? Where do you live? Yeah, I live in North Carolina. I've never been to New York. My okay. dad lived in Jersey and only shit talked to New York. No, Jersey people hate New York. I get that, right? But <laughs> I understand. But like the New York itself, I've been there three, four times now because I like it so much. Although to be fair, the last time I had a really bad time there. But that itself, I actually, um, 
I actually love just uh, just just being around that environment because it is really different. Carrie says a lot. She's like, in New York, it's different to any of the place because supermodels just swan about on the streets. You just see them. Yeah. You see famous people. You see street. You know all that sort of shit. And I'm like, wow. And I did. I saw famous people and I saw models and I saw some junkies. But yeah, it's like <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> so I mean, in terms of what I love about the show. It is the feeling of the show. It is the fact that these girls are broing out as as mm-hmm. as girls, and the and to be honest with you, when I look at any, I'm a big rom com fan. Um, in case anyone hasn't noticed, um, and the my favorite part about rom coms is usually the dudes, but sometimes the girls are talking about the opposite sex. So but usually it's dudes playing basketball. Man, here's the thing about bitches, or you know, like. <laughs> Or whatever. I love that whole thing. And this movie, this show, is all of that. Like, the whole thing is them talking about dudes. Yeah, that's it. So that's what I love. You? It's like being a fly on the wall. Absolutely. Getting to hear all the shit that you would never get to hear. Yeah. So this show is so snappy with its writing. I love Mm. when they have, like, theme episodes where they stay kind of on task. Like, with the politician episode, they're talking about, like, (laughs) campaigns and... Steve is trying to get back with Miranda and she doesn't want him to win by default. And she wants to say to him, basically, what if somebody better comes along? And Carrie's like, you got to put a better spin on it. She goes, that's what I need is to be more political in relationships. So it's like the whole (laughs) politics thing is infiltrating all of the side storylines and like the jokes. It's just like they they find their topic or whatever for the episode and they kind of keep circling back to it and reminding you what the focus is. I like that. Yes. No, that's it. And it, keep going. Yeah. No, I was. I have other things that I like about the show, hit but it, if it, you would it. like to add on it, okay. So I also love the relationships between the characters. It seems like all three of the women that aren't Carrie that everybody considers Carrie to be her best friend, and that <laughs> she's kind of like the focus between all. Like they, the three of them, you wouldn't think would be together without Carrie there, but so they are. Yeah, but you it wouldn't feel like it. She's definitely the full group of the group. Um, but don't you find that that is true as well? Like, you probably have friends where you're uh, like... Friends? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you're a clique. You know, the only people, cliques you've had in the past. You could sit there and... Po- I could point at about three or four guys I know and say, if you and I had met now, we would never be friends. It's just because we knew each other in high school or we just had a long history yeah. together. So it's kind of a little bit like that. Like... I mean, yeah, it's it's I, I do I do like that. that. That part of it is realistic, I think. You've got a disparate group of friends. It's, it's fair. Yeah. I love when the women are honest about their insecurities. So there's a couple of times throughout the show where, like in the second episode, we were talking about the models being on the street. And mm. so the women are staying in and they're talking about these unrealistic standards of beauty and how men think they're possible. And Carrie's like, I'm insecure about my nose, Miranda, her chin, Charlotte, her thighs. And it comes up a few times later, like Charlotte's insecure about her her thighs. And like, I remember as a 20 year old girl watching that and like somebody so beautiful has these feelings about herself. So like, it just kind of normalized it and made me feel better that not everybody like walks around like Samantha, not having any insecurities. It was just nice to hear that shit vocalized. Can we just talk about this? The hottest of the four what? is Charlotte, no doubt, right? Bang and yes. Like not even close, Charlotte. right? So no, like no contest. Yeah. And she talks about because I would say probably the pig of the group is probably Miranda, right? That's what a lot of people say. But because she's got short hair. Yeah, I mean, so personality and attitude wise, especially in the earlier seasons, yes. I would I'll tell you this. First of all, I'm all about the redheads. So 
I'd hit that second, right? So that's yeah, that's like, my number two as well. And her skin is so beautiful. Oh yeah, she's got luminous skin. Yes, and that's the whole thing about her. She's like whatever it is about her is that. But like for um, when she had the episode where she was going out with that good-looking detective. Yes. And she's there in the restaurant, and the detective is is just a good-looking motherfucker. And she sees other chicks checking him out, and she says, "I know what's happening here." Every person in this restaurant is like, what the fuck is she doing with him? And then she goes home with him and tries to fuck him, right? And I'm like... After having so many insecurity martinis. That's insecurity martinis. That's right. And I was sitting there going... One, I was like, I wonder what it would be like to be him because I'm the guy watching this, right? And then I'm yeah. like... But I can see that, you know, um, for that to be such a thing, for an actual major character to say straight up, holy shit, I'm not good enough for this guy, and what am I going to do about it? That would be really, really, like, most women would be able to identify with that, I imagine. Yeah, so. I could see that. I didn't date very much, so I think I went on, like, one one and a half dates, because, like, the half, I didn't think we were on a date, but it turns out we did. But. <laughs> Before you met Dan, you went on one and a half dates. I mean, <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, well, I can tell I'm you. I'm a nun, people. No, I that's good. I was also good. married, but that doesn't count. We've omitted that from the record. Oh, that's, but that's, like... That makes sense. That makes sense. You're married yeah. young, you know. I, on the other 100%. hand, I, I am a complete fucking whore. I've had hundreds of dates, right? So for me, looking <laughs> at that shit, right, it's like, yep, yep, I've been there. I've been there. Oh, that was nasty. You know what he should do? No, he didn't do it. It's like that. So that's another thing about the show. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, so I liked hearing the things that they would say to each other. So I'm not going to tell that story because that's a little bit crass. Okay, what? Oh, fuck it. Okay, oh, come on, whatever. come on. Okay, so I was in college. <laughs> Dan, I apologize for this story. Okay, so I was I in college this. and I oh God. Remember I was like 2021. 20, you have nothing to fear from me. If I told you the nastiest shit okay. I ever did, you'd be like, wow. Okay, so there was this guy that worked at security at the club that was next door to the comedy club that mm -hmm, I mm -hmm, cocktail waitress at. And so he and I, he was my buddy, which I got sure. from the show. And then it turned out it turned out that it was more like the um, best man from Harry's wedding. It was like Jackrabbit sex, and it was awful. <laughs> Wait, so what's, what's Jackrabbit sex? Remind me. It's oh, it's done. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. What up, Dan? So <laughs> Dan walk in there. <laughs> uh, really? Yes. Yeah. So that was my learning experience not to go back to that well. <laughs> See, gentlemen, that was the you, last time I took advice from a TV show. It's tough, folks. It's fast. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't you. We were not talking about you. Uh -huh. no, okay, no. well, he'll have to listen to the episode. That. I hope everyone knows. I know Dan is. fucks like a goddamn whale. You know what I'm saying? It's slow. It's long. It's big. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to make people hear commentary about our sex life. Nobody, <laughs> no, nobody wants to hear that. Just know that I am blushing. I want to hear it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Off air, I'm not going to air this to people. <laughs> you and I can have a private conversation if you want to. Okay, so, Wayne, shifting topics, who are your favorite characters on this series? This is a tough one, because if you look at this objectively, most people are cunty on this show. <laughs> like, there's a cuntish aspect like, to, to all of them. But mm -hmm. I would say, okay, so in its time, I used to think Big was a cool motherfucker, all right? Because I'm like, yo, this guy's the shit, man. Like, if you think about it, he's a little bit like back when, before Trump was Trump, President Trump, 
right? There mm-hmm. was a period there where Trumpiness was like a thing in the late 90s, you know? Where yeah, it's like, oh, Samantha I'm the... actually says in the first episode, he's the next Donald Trump. Exactly, right? So, And yeah. Donald Trump turns up in this show quite a, few, quite a few times, right? I know. So how things change, right? So that was that. But he's largely a product of his time. Um, I would say that the, the person I actually like the most is actually Smith. Um, yes. Because he was this like hella good looking dude. He had all the stuff. But then when Sam got sick, he stuck with her. She cheats on him with fucking James Remar right in front of him. Leaves and it was brutal. And he still came back to her. And he was like the nice. And he shaved his head in, in sort of like. You know, yes. You know, and I'm like, this motherfucker is actually a good guy. And he's that good looking, which is how you know that this is fiction. But like. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill, except for Henry Cavill. Well, you forget. I mean, so Smith is Henry Cavill ish. Yeah, it's Cavillian. Um, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, by by extension of the fact that the show follows Carrie, all right, she still does some nasty shit. But then that's still like that's quite realistic in terms of a person. You, mm-hmm. uh, the thing I like about Carrie is her puns. The things are puns. Yes. Like she's saying, like there should be a law against fuck your you know your au pair. There should be a Jude law. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know. She said Charlotte's sweating to Harry was a Mazel Tov cocktail. That was very funny. <laughs> That's so good. That's good. That, actually, the writing She's is... She's got good one-liners. The writing is amazing. And then season three and season four is where I feel like this show hits its stride. Those are the best seasons to me. I agree. The girls have got their rhythm and their banter down. I'm thinking of one specific episode when Charlotte's brother is coming into town and she's like, I don't want to subject him to scrutiny and ridicule. And Miranda and Sam are back and forth. They're like, I'll be scrutiny. You be ridicule. She's like, you were scrutiny last time. I want to be ridicule. (laughs) And then they pan over to Carrie and she's like, I don't know. You can't take him anywhere. It's just like they're... They're so fun together. No, they are. That's that's the best thing about the show, watching them interact like that. And and yeah, no, I, I, I do love that. So yeah, those are my two faves. Who do you like? Okay, so I have a few. Originally, I had all four women as some of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Then I watched the show. <laughs> and so Charlotte and Miranda survived the call. I think that Charlotte and Miranda both have really nice... evolutions of their character throughout the series, especially Miranda, the where she comes from to where she ends up like bathing Steve's mother in the tub. Yes. And then Magda comes up to her and like says, I saw what you did. You love. And she's about to get teary. It's a whole. Yeah. Miranda makes me feel. And then when her mother dies, that shit hit hard. This rewatch. Cause like I said, it's been a while since I've rewatched. So this show has these characters that I feel emotionally attached to. And I'm rooting for genuinely. And then yep. there's Samantha and Carrie. I also love Steve, Aiden, Smith. I love Trey. I think Kyle McLaughlin is a fucking riot. He is. He's and amazing. The only thing, the only bad thing about Trey is that he lets his mom fucking, you know, like he's basically a, a mama's boy. He is. But then, so I watched Twin Peaks well after oh, I watched yes. the show. And so like, I can never marry the two in my head as mm. being the same actor. It's just, it's such a fucking mind trip to me it is. to watch him. He's amazing. Totally, totally. Yeah. And he gave her the apartment. <laughs> There's one part when him and Charlotte are trying to get pregnant. She's like, no, no, we have to wait. And he goes, but darling, I'm juicy now. <laughs> Won't have sex with Charlotte. He can't get it up. And they go to therapy and he names his dick Schooner and her badge is Rebecca. And so then they're laying in bed and like they're sharing their fantasies. And Charlotte 
is like, I'm a fairy princess riding a unicorn and you're a pirate in buckskins and you pull me off and you rip off my gossamer petticoats or whatever. And she's like doing this whole fucking thing. So then he's like, I'm not into it. And she catches him beating off to jugs in the bathroom. Oh my God, that's hilarious. You know what? Calvary Walken so is actually an unsung kind of... There's a movie called Mad Dog Time. You should probably check it out, right? It's got Calvary okay. Walken and, and Richard uh, Richard Dreyfuss and stuff in it. It's a really weird kind of old gangster film, but he's really funny in it. So yeah, you should check it out. I just wrote it down on my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then I also love... Sorry. Please. I also love Harry and Stanford. That was all of them. Now, Stanford... I actually, yeah, I think he was the avatar for, if you're a dude who's uh, not particularly successful with women and so on, I identified with him. So, you know, he's gay, I'm not gay, but, like, still, the actual, everything that he did to try and get love and stuff, I understood. Yeah. And, yeah. And I loved him and Carrie together. I feel like he brought out a different side of Carrie than when she was with the women. Absolutely. Him and Carrie had, like, this great little back and forth for themselves, too. Yeah, like when they're trying to give up smoking. She's like, what's wrong with smoking? He's smoking <laughs> nothing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I actually used to smoke. And that was, so I did think, I. I'm going to blame that on Carrie, too. No, so did I. I smoked cigarettes as well, among other yeah. things. I so. actually quit when Dan and I started dating. So I guess he's kind of Aiden-ish in that way. Oh, he's, he's like, Aiden gross. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He's a little, yeah. And that's a good thing, because I feel like, skipping ahead, that's who Carrie should have been with was Aiden. He was the best one for her out of all the guys on the show. Yeah, easily. I would say so as well. Okay, good. I was worried because you had a thing for Big, and I feel like most people watching it with more experience behind them in dating will see that Big is a fucking monster, and Carrie is a monster when she's with him, and they should not be together. Well, you are right, but in terms of the show and in terms of what she digs about men... Big actually makes more sense for her to to end up with, even though... You know what? I heard Chris Rock say this. He said, women are all angry about the same thing. What is that? They're angry that they didn't get their first choice. <laughs> he said, she said, like, women are like, you know, like, I had some good shit, but I fucked it up. You know? <laughs> so, I'm sure that's not the case with every woman, but he's saying that sort uh, of thing, no. right? So... <laughs> But he was saying, but I've I've told this to many women, including my own ex girlfriend, and she's like, "That's so true." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's like uh, for that, I think it makes sense for her to be with Big. The problem with Aiden was that he he fucking took it in the ass, man. Like he's with her, she cheats on him with Big, right? And then even Big turns up at that country house shit when he's there, and he's like, "Here you go." He's a really good guy, but what a pussy, man. Like and then later on, yeah. takes her back and then tries to marry her because he doesn't trust her. I'm like, don't exactly. don't do that. Don't do that. You know. So that's the only problem with Aiden is that he's a god of vagina. But like, that's the thing that they seem to do with this show. Like, and with they did it again with Stephen Miranda where they got back together and were going great. And then all of a sudden, the next episode or like an episode or two later, Steve's like, I want to move in together. And even though they've only been back for two months, then he's pressuring her to have a baby. And he yeah. all of a sudden like is just slacking off. I'm like, what the fuck happened? They were just so good. And then all of a sudden they were like, no, we got to get Steve out of here. She's got to go fuck other dudes. Yeah. And that's the thing. Cause role reversals happen in relationships. Like you can start out being the, whatever, the one with the foot off the gas. And then later on it turns the other way and shit like that happens all the goddamn time. It's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucking wild. All right, so who do you not like on the show? Okay, so I hated Margaret Cho. The um, the she, <laughs> yes, I, no, no, no. 
she did the New York fashion show yeah, thing. I know like, exactly who you're talking hard. about. You know, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this woman's nasty as hell. All right? Um, because, I mean, she was funny, but yeah, it was there. Um, Bunny McDougal, like Trey's mom, yep. fucking hate her. Um, I... There are aspects, even though Charlotte is my favorite looking one, there are things about her that give me the absolute shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a bit of a gold digging hoe, slightly, mm-hmm. but she's also like a bit premium, too premium proper, but not really. Um, it's, I don't know, I, look, she's still the pick, but um, yeah, no, th- those, those people I, I tend to not like. You could say that Big is an asshole as well, but the truth is, and be straight up with you, he's just been a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just being a man with options as, <laughs> another Chris Rock thing a man is basically as faithful as his options <laughs> okay so my whole thing with Carrie and Big's relationship throughout is Carrie her problem is she always gets too in her head and starts Ooh, to yeah. make things into a big deal and starts smiling like when she farts in front of him and she like freaks out they're not having sex <laughs> because she thinks she fucking because she farted and then oh my god I was when he puts the whoopee cushion under that her was so <laughs> funny that was that was actually when I liked him the most because I'm like yes. first of all uh, you would never have to deal with this Ashley but. I didn't know, I know we're jumping ahead here, but one of the things I learned about the show is how to deal with a woman farting in bed. Now, <laughs> I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you straight up, I'm not comfortable with it, okay? I'm one of those guys who wants to appear gasless, and I want you to at least pretend that you are too. I was in a 10-year relationship where we didn't fart once, except for some some accidents that happened, and I just fucking breezed over it, okay? So, yeah. um, uh, that... <laughs> So her <laughs> fighting in bed was like the that was probably the best episode because he's like was that you? And I love that episode so much. And then when she fucking does it and she like crawls under the covers mortified and he goes, I think you might be worse. It's gonna be worse than that. I know. <laughs> and then she runs into the door and fucks off and shit. <laughs> And then she's talking to her friends and like, oh, I farted. She goes, fuck the fart, fuck the fart. You know, like this. Uh, and but she, the, says, she says in yoga class to Samantha, I didn't want to say this, but I farted. She's like, well, honey, move your mat away. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the best thing. Samantha yes. doing that shit where she's like, I'm stuck to my seat over here. <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I love that. So, yes, the, the farting thing I, I took from it. I'm like, oh, okay, so you should just play off the fart. Because now, yeah. uh, these days, I'm like, that's cool, baby. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Hand me the summer breeze. <laughs> that episode, I think, is one of the reasons why when Dan and I first started dating, we were only seeing each other like one weekend a month. And I had yeah. a strict, like, we do not fart in front of each other. Um, matches come into the bathroom. If I have to go to the bathroom number two, I'm going down to the lobby. We are not. Oh, I feel like damn. it's me because, yeah, I'm not. No, I'm that way, too. Com- I just didn't think it was like a thing. Well, I, maybe it's because we watched the show too young and Probably. it made us think that... <laughs> you know what? If I'm ever on a vacation with a girl, I usually try and raise separate fucking rooms because I don't want to fucking... I don't want to smell my logs. And I don't no. want to fucking... Like, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> or, but that I'm downstairs... Packing matches, I'm packing matches to bring to Dan's parents' house because I'm like, no. Oh, no. You need, to, you need a kit, man. You need yeah. a kit. All right? All kinds of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that downstairs lobby shitting, that's a thing. I'd be like, yeah. I'll be right back. I'm going to get some food. <laughs> Let's do some room service. Shut up, woman. I'm about to go downstairs and take a big, fat 12-sandwich eating shit. Okay? I didn't want to say it, but what are you going to do? So- <laughs> I think we might be twin flames, like oh, similar yes. souls. Hell yes. I love that. <laughs> um, okay, so characters that I do not like. Carrie 
is a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. I had, I told you before that I was going through like my notes and trying to consolidate and I was trying to make different columns for different characters, and it just turned into one whole page of why Carrie is a monster. <laughs> and I didn't mean to do it, but she is. No, she is. Um, so aside from getting into her own head, um, then she gets real pushy about meeting Big's mom and like socks him in a church. And she decides later that because she said I love you to Big, that if he doesn't say it back in a week, then they should break up. Then she takes that dude home that same episode, and then he's still in her bed when Big calls the next morning to be like, well, I love you. And she's like, anything before I love you just doesn't count. She's a monster. Oh. <laughs> My sister said this to me as well. She said, I said, hey, do you still watch Sex in the City? This is years ago. And she goes, no. I said, why? She goes, they're a bunch of whining whores. And I went, what? <laughs> they just fucking, they're always having problems with this, and nothing's ever good enough, and blah, 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 blah. And they do the same shit, but they're actually hypocritical. And again, that's actually quite true to life, if you ask me. But uh, that's why it is a good show. But it's also why it's a bad show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just frustrating to watch. It was, it kills me every time I rewatch it that Carrie cheats on Aiden the first time while he's in her apartment stripping her floors for her. No like, shit, this man. Right. The thing that this show does so well is it makes you feel the shame and the guilt, that burden that Carrie's carrying with this affair. And like she's like lashing out at Aiden, you know, for making the noises and like pushing him away. And she's just fucking it up left, right and center. But she keeps going back. And it's so frustrating. When she comes out of the the apartment block uh, and then she runs into Charlotte on the street and then Big turns up right after her and shows like, oh, my God, you're having an affair with Big. And she you could just, uh, 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 you know, that was really good. It's really good drama, though, because you're like, holy shit. It's such good drama. Um, Okay, so then. I also have a big problem with Samantha. So the best way to explain it is if you imagined a male character doing and saying the things that she says, this guy would be labeled the biggest fucking perv, the biggest creeper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Imagine one of your guy friends sitting down just talking about all the different kinds of badges and like describing them and like, like. Ew. Oh, it happens. Nobody wants to... It I mean, happens. <laughs> Stop it. It happens. You know what? I got something else to tell you, all right? Um, what? It's not so much that they sit there and go, well, you got the, this type and that type. But um, recently, the well, the young girl I'm going out with has told me... I don't Stop know if you knew this her a young girl. Okay, <laughs> she's, she's an adult woman. She's 28. She's 28. She's 28. Okay? <laughs> um, she told me that there are certain types of pussies. And I went, what do you mean? And she said, well, everyone wants what's called a Barbie vagina. And I'm like, what is a Barbie vagina? And she said, essentially, it is like a very clean, unflappy looking vagina. Uh, And I went, really? She goes, yeah. And then she showed me this diagrams online. Go ahead and look it up, everyone. Barbie Um, vagina, all right? Or Barbie pussy. I will not be looking that up. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) But it's like, they're they're graphics, they're graphics. But they're just very like, even when they're, yeah, yeah. anyway. I'm like, oh, so women talk about it more than me now. (laughs) Maybe that's good. Maybe my... I think I've been a shut-in for far too long. I just really enjoy coming home and watching TV and hanging out with Dan and my dog. So maybe I'm just, like, out of touch. Maybe people do. But, like, Samantha, she's so physically aggressive with people, like, staring in at the locker room at the baseball players or at the gay club, like, walking up to the urinals and be like, don't mind me, I'm just looking. Like, that is... Oh, no, that's... Women can get away with any of that shit. Women can do anything they want. Men can't do fuck all. And that's fine. You know, we're the aggressors. (laughs) We're the old... We're the strong, like, physically stronger sex who is more of a threat. I get it. I get it. Okay? But women have always been able to go get away with that. I knew this girl at a law firm one time. She's an attractive young girl, and she says straight up in front of HR, I sexually harass people all the time. I'm like, see, men can't do that shit. Men no. can't say that shit. 
So it's no. and that's fine. This is a, a balance of power that has always been the case, and that's fine. You know, positive discrimination they call it. <laughs> that's some bullshit. Um, I also hate Petrovsky, Burger, Big, Anthony. Oh, you that's hate it. Burger, yeah, and Bunny. I had on there. I hate Burger. Burger is the most insecure fucking man-child, crybaby little bitch. That's true. The way he makes Carrie feel bad about her success and she makes like a joke about the scrunchie the being scrunchie. his book and he takes it so fucking personally. And he leaves her at the play premiere in Brooklyn after dr- making her drive in the motorcycle. Like he just, he needs to sort his own shit out. He's the one who broke up with her over a post-it note. And then he broke up with her on a fucking post-it. How can I forget that? He broke up with her on a mo- after coming back and saying he wanted to work on things, wanted to get back together and leaves like a fucking thief in the night with only a post-it to break up with her. A no, post-it. he's fucked up. Yeah. Fuck See, Ron guy. Livingston, that's the thing, because I loved him in Swingers, and I'm like, oh, this guy's on the show now. Fantastic. And then it's like, oh, he's a little fucking bitch. It actually does bring up, I'm not this guy now, but back in the day, I remember thinking to myself, um, it would be quite difficult to go out with a woman who's more successful at you in your own game, right? Mm-hmm. Now I could not give a single fuck, right? But back right. in the day, and so I was like, yeah, and but it's so ugly to watch and go, ooh, there's aspects of me in there. I never did what he did, but you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. But uh, yeah, but yeah, now I don't think a burger's an asshole. You're right. Burger's a fucking loser. I yeah. hate burger. All right, <laughs> I have a several running gags and goofs for this show because one of the things that I didn't mention before was there was a Sex in the City trivia game that I owned, and oh, without like my first time playing it, I knew every answer to every question because I've rewatched these episodes a number of times, but I've also watched them with the commentary a few times. So like, I've got all these extra little tidbits that I remember hearing. That's super fun. But do you have any that you would like to start with? I think the, the, the fact that Samantha is essentially a dude in terms of her interactions with sex and the opposite sex and things like that. And her making, like, even when they're talking about the, the, the way we were, this movie they all like, and they haven't seen it except Samantha. Why? Because it's a chick film. You know, I love <laughs> that. I love that about her. I hate things about her as well, but I love that about her. Um, I think, um, yeah, the, the, the way that they treat weed in this show is very liberating. Because, yes. like, Carrie's like, I really need some weed. I need to get high. And then they can't find any weed. And then Sam finds a fuck. This thing is that burger episode where he breaks up with her. Yeah, she's like, it's the post-it. He's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, and this place, 20 bucks gets you, you know, two drinks and a fucking joint. Like, oh, my God. And she starts, and I like that very much about it. Um, I would say, yeah, mostly those things. Um, All right. Yeah, I can't think of any running gags. But go on, tell me. Okay, so Carrie smoking in the most ridiculous of places is one of the things that makes me giggle a lot. But the one that stands <laughs> out is when she and Tag, or his name's Sean on the show, but Tag from Friends, they're ice skating and she's smoking on the oh, fucking yeah? ice. It's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, she um, did. Yeah, she's smoking everywhere. I remember in a cab. Um, it, oh, always in the cab. She, well, because she's like, sir, we are talking up the butt. A cigarette <laughs> is in order. I saw, that, I saw that episode like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cab stops short and they're like what was that a sneak preview, preview exactly. <laughs> i love that shit um okay and then them finding creative ways to avoid saying big's name until the last episode yes. at the furniture show she like spills the hot coffee on and like they get out of it so many different ways and it's just funny to see how they come up with ways to avoid it that is good actually that's why the big thing is a great is a great gag yeah um, they had Justin Thoreau on as two different characters that dated Carrie. I don't know what to classify that as, but it's just weird to me because I'm like, did they not think that we would recognize him from the earlier season? Did they do that? I didn't know. 
it. Wow. Yeah. Just, okay. So he, the first time he's on, he invites Carrie to the 30 under 30 party or whatever. And then Big calls. He's waiting out back, but then she thinks it's out front. So anyways, forget his name. I think it's like Jared something. Mm-hmm. Um, And then he's later as the short story writer that keeps pre-ejaculating. So funny. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember that part. I remember that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That ah. guy. <laughs> Let's see. Brady... Miranda's son, once she and um, Steve get married, his name's Brady Brady. And oh, if shit, Carrie right. and Aiden had gotten married, she would have been Carrie Bradshaw Shaw. <laughs> I didn't that's know it. that. I did not know that. Well done. Nice work. You're welcome. Okay, so what what are some of your favorite episodes, moments, story arcs, whatevs? Well, definitely the farting in bed. Okay. I love that episode. That's like the best thing. Um, uh, do you remember Pussy Guy? Or Mr. Mr. Pussy. Mr. Pussy. Pussy. Now, I remember remember watching that episode, and then there's women in the bathroom talking about Mr. Pussy. And like, one time I almost passed out. Right? And um, I remember going to myself, and then the thing is that uh, the whole, the the slant of the episode was that with Pussy Guy, you hang out with him, and then you pass him on. You can't actually... Don't bogart the Pussy Guy. That's it. Like, you can't actually have a relationship with him, even though Charlotte tries to do that, Right? And then I was like, oh, this so is, and I remember it being a young man at the time when I saw it. I'm like, so does it, is there no like upside to being good at eating pussy? Like, should I not even train? <laughs> like, <laughs> and yeah, so that one was kind of cool. Um, I think, um, okay, so the fashion roadkill episode where she stacks it and Margaret Cho's like, me hard, and it's like, oh, she's fashion roadkill. That was really, really cool, I thought. Um, and I think um, I remember when Samantha fell into one of those, um, you know, in New York, they've got those like those like holes like the in the little f- pits. Or yeah, whatever. like a pit with the, with the flaps that open and stuff. And she fell into one. I almost fell into one. So I, I feel a particular, you know, like kinship with that, um, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's that. I think that those are the things okay. that I took. Please. So my favorite episode is season four episode 13 it's called the good fight my sister and i i told her i just watched it when i saw her a week or so ago and she and i went on to quote the the episode back and forth to each other like nobody's business so basically in this episode carrie and aiden have just moved in together all of his shit's there Mm -hmm. charlotte and um trey are having infertility troubles so he buys her the cardboard baby and so then like they're all everybody's getting in like little tips with each other. Oh, and Miranda is pregnant and she's getting ready to fuck, um, not Bart Bass, whoever the, the guy that played Bart Bass on Gossip Girl. Okay. So like like, the conversation and the back and forth with everybody in this episode is so fucking funny. Um, there's one part where basically Aiden and Carrie are like getting into this fight and it's so funny. And they've got, um, Pete is chewing one of her shoes. He's like, well, he wouldn't do that if all your shit wasn't laying around here. And then she's like, your shit's all over here. Like, who has five almost empty speed stick deodorants? Like, it goes on and on. Like, it's a whole... I don't want to quote the whole episode of you, which is what I would risk doing if I continue talking about the show. But oh, and then when they're having, yeah. they're having like the dinner party and Trey shows up and he's like, oh, I thought we'd have a giggle. Like, I'll bring the flat baby in here. I'll show it to you. She's like, don't you bring that flat baby in here. I will kill you. Like, Charlotte just, oh, I fucking love that episode. Yeah, it's that's a good one. Seasons three and four, I think, are the best seasons of the show. Seasons five and six are the worst seasons of the show. And seasons one and two 
are still, they're still very good, but they have like almost a weird style to them. Like you've got those breaking on the, the street wall. kind of confessionals. Yeah, the breaking the fourth wall. They do these flashbacks where it's slow motion and blurry and Dutch angly. Absolutely. I remember like when you when you go back and you see the first one or two seasons and they're, every character or the main characters are talking to the camera and you're like, what the fuck is this? Because you're not used to it. Um, yeah. the, the heyday of the show definitely was three and four. Five and six, it had jumped the shark. Once yes. it sort of had become a thing. Again, because it's a half-hour show, you can still kind of get through it. But um, it's a, it's background stuff. I reckon Sex and the City's background fucking... You can play a video game. and have I often have it in the second screen. It's like, oh, it's just mm-hmm. there. It's funny, you know. So, um, okay. You know this shit very, very well. Nice work. Uh, <laughs> it's a scary amount how much I love it. So then the tantric sex workshop when Miranda gets the splooge on her face. Oh, damn, then- the cum in the face. I did not expect the jizz to turn up. Oh, shit. I was like, damn. And then she didn't know. She- I'm like, yo, if someone she- comes on your head, you know. <laughs> well, then later she's sitting in bed and she just like grabs the tissue and like, keeps wiping. So funny. If someone came on, if I had hair and someone came in it. Oh my, there's like some barber appointments, there's fucking desterilization, all kinds of shit going on. Damn. You gotta fucking steam bat that shit. I know. That's disgusting. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Okay, so I like the storyline of Trey and Charlotte. I like going into like leading up to their wedding and then you've got the whole Carrie and Aiden part one and you're seeing the fucking build up to what they're going to have to split because she's been cheating on him. Like there's so much going on Mm. in that season. Um and then season four, I really like Bells of the Ball. It's right after Steve has one of his testicles removed. Yep, yep. And it opens up. And one of my favorite things about this show is watching the men listen to Samantha and like hearing the way she fucking talks. So like they're talking about how a man might feel like less of a man without both of his balls. And she was like, well, that doesn't mean anything. I once went out with a guy with the hugest balls and he was a complete pussy. And Aiden's like, <laughs> How big were they? He's just like huge. I could barely fit one in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh, so then in that same conversation, Samantha is telling the women how men like to have their balls tugged. Mm, Tugged. So later on that night, Carrie and Aiden are both wearing tiny whiteies and she's going like she's going to tug on him, but he keeps jumping because he thinks she's going to hurt him. Like there, it's so playful and fun. And I just... (laughs) Love them like that together. By the way, I don't know if, if they like them tugged. We like them felt. Tugging is like, oh, well, hey, shit, there's probably guys out there going, no, I need to tug my balls directly. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I ain't never tugged any, and I have told Dan after watch that episode, don't expect it. No, yeah, that's, that's, not, no. That, I don't think that's fine. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh, but that's the same episode where Big shows up at Aiden's cabin and they get into the fight on the basketball court, and Carrie comes out and yells at them, stop it, you're middle eight. Yeah. I fucking love that shit. You know what? The episode where Carrie's like, you got to come out with us big, you know? And he's like, I don't feel like going out. No, no, come on. We got this thing to go to. Oh, and yes. then she goes there anyway. And she doesn't tell them that Big's not coming. And all the characters like, where is Big? Is he coming? Is he coming? Let's just go. And Oh, there he is. And then you see this moment where Big turns up and he's coming down the stairs and he's dressed in his nice suit and shit. And she has this glow up where she goes, oh, my God. And I thought, you know what? I bet that's a moment for women where it's like, he came through in front of my friends and he looks good and that kind of shit and i was like i actually quite identify with that like i i even though i'm not a bitch and i've never you know met a man but like um yeah i get that i get that i think it's quite cool so that was nice i i just remember that now i remember and you're supposed to feel like uplifted and hopeful like that 
this is yet this time it's going to be different. But like mm. their relationship is so dark sided. Like when she had farted and she's trying to <laughs> fuck him, but he's clearly watching this fight and she's climbing all over him and like getting all in his face and not listening to him saying, I'm trying to watch this. And then she gets mad when he's like, what the fuck, Carrie? I'm trying to watch this. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. And I feel like it's really sad that she is so happy that he showed up for her once. That's how bad their relationship is that. It's See, that's the flip side of this. I'm sitting here as a man going, hey, he came through for her. And you are really, are like, rightfully going, that's what makes you happy? <laughs> he turned up one time for you? Uh, yeah, you can. And that's what's good. The character is flawed and it's multi layered. She's super flawed. Trust. Yeah. Oh, I love um, when Bobby Cannavale is on and he's the funky spunk guy. Oh, man. So- <laughs> Damn. There's something I learned from this show. Apparently, you shouldn't eat curry before getting blown, gentlemen. Facts. I love that when Samantha comes to the table and sits down and she goes, I'm dating the guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. And Charlotte, without saying a word, just gets up and walks out. Like she has no- <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> then when she makes him taste his own splooge, it goes straight oh. from like that splooge or whatever to going to Trey and he's eating like some sound with like rancher blue cheese yes. and it's like all over his face. Yes. <laughs> By the way, if a woman ever asks me that, no, you got to taste it. I'm like, I'm fucking not doing that shit. I'll I'll break up with you right now. Right? (laughs) This ain't working. (laughs) Then he must have just came right to taste it on Spunk and she goes down to blow him immediately after? Like, what? (sighs) See, my view is that I'm very appreciative that you suck my dick in the first place. So thank you very much. Um... And she's like, you know, like, taste your own jizz. And that's, like, a much more difficult thing for a man to do, even though it's your own jizz, right? And then he does it, and then she's she's appreciative now, so now she'll suck his dick. I don't even really understand the dynamic of that, but I can tell you that I'm amazed that women suck dick at all. And Facts. Thank you, everyone. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you appreciate and you now know what a job it is after Samantha told Absolutely. you. Absolutely. They don't call it a job for nothing, honey. That's right. And you know when you win. Okay. Yeah, go on, please. <laughs> now, then the last episode I just want to mention is the episode with Power Lad, because you get like that comic booky aspect of it. But they're all kind of back in high schoolish times. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, Sam yeah, yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, so Kat Dennings is like hosting That's her right. bat mitzvah, and she's acting like she's 30. And it's super off putting for <laughs> Samantha because she's like, this girl doesn't have a childhood. That's right. Um, and then. Carrie and Power Lad are smoking the weed in his parents' apartment, and he blames her for having the weed in the apartment. And she's like, yep, it's mine, and I'm taking it with me when I go. That was so good. And then they all sit around and get fucking stoned. That was the shit. And then, like, her parents are, like, giving her food. She's like, thanks, Mrs. Whatever her name is, you know? And, like, it's exactly like, so cool, so cute as well. And I'm taking my it's weed so with me. It's so cute. <laughs> it opened, I think, in, they were in a restaurant that was, like, a cafeteria style, and so this guy in the restaurant's checking out Miranda, and so Carrie walks over and it's like, my friend thinks you're cute do you think she's cute here's her number (laughs) it's just i love whenever they do like that kind of uh theme in an episode yeah yeah totally that was cool i I do like that episode actually all right do you have any lines or actions from the show that you have adapted into your life yes besides not farting in front of people yes which i still don't do (laughs) on purpose um okay so first of all one word brunch now, before, before the show, I was not necessarily brunch man. But, like, watching... The, something, I, again, uh, this aspect of people discussing their shit and dating and stuff. 
the girls all going to brunch somewhere cool in New York and talking shit and making jokes about the pepper grinder and stuff. I love that. I have since become a brunch whore. Um, I'm all about the brunch. I just do that, so I love that. I trying to deal with women who want you to tell you that tell them that you love them. Um, I did not know how to negotiate that. I'm not saying the show taught me how, but having it come in a thing like like turn up as as that guy um, is also something I picked up in the show. And probably one of the bigger things is that again in the early '90s, I thought Big was the shit, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he was a cool guy. And then this show tells me that even the coolest guy is a pussy sometimes. Like when that mentioned the episode you mentioned where he goes to see Carrie at Aiden's country house, right? He's a complete bitch that whole episode. He's like, I gotta see you. Pushes his way in, turns up there, drinks and shit, can't drive home, has to stay over. The whole time Aiden's just fucking tolerating him. And I'm like, you know, Big, you're a bitch this time. You're like a little pussy this time because like you ain't at all in control of yourself. You're clearly clamoring after Carrie. You're doing it in front of her current boyfriend. What the fuck are you even doing here anyway? And then at the end, when Aiden throws the muddy basketball at him and stuff like that, <laughs> I'm like, "You're damn right." Aiden should have just taken him out, and then they had a fight, and it was all good. But like that was, uh, you know, no one is the man all the time. In fact, most of the time, the man is not the man. So that's something I really learned about the show. <laughs> Facts. And going back to, that, I forgot to mention one of the things that's terrible about Carrie is that she tells Aiden that Big will still be in her life even after like their second go around when she had cheated on Aiden with Big and then tells Aiden basically suck it up he's not going to ever like leave my life you got to deal with it that's how fucked you, up how, yeah so i was just asking how do you feel about that because um when you've got like a situation like that cuz like here's the thing i i'm i'm torn between this all right if you have I don't know if you've I know you've only had a few dates and that sort of thing, but like if you if you have an ex girlfriend or an ex boyfriend who meant a lot to you, and somehow when the breakup happened, you still remained friends and you remained important friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got a new partner who's like, "Yo, what are you still hanging and talking and talking with with your ex girlfriend boyfriend?" Like, what? How do you feel about that? Because I understand people saying "fuck that shit," but on the other hand, it's like. Well, you still have to respect that there are aspects of my life that happened before you and may continue during you. So I don't know how I feel about that. I personally have female friends that I used to go out with who are, who are not, let's say, important to my life, but I care about them still and they care about me still as friends. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's an issue with current girlfriends and so on. So her big uh, Carrie saying that to Aiden, right? I think it's a bit different with that one because she cheated on Big with Aiden. Exactly. That's, That's exactly what, it is. what the fuck I was going to say. She cheated on Aiden with Big and then she's still insisting that yeah, Big you're be right. in her life. That's not That's okay. Some... That's not no. okay. You got to say, look, no. if we're together and that shit is over, you'll never hear his name again. Right? So yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. It's and the cheating he calls, thing. He calls while they're having sex and leaves a message and like Aiden is still able to keep going after that. So like... She should have locked that shit down. I know. My dick would have gone down directly. And also, like, and that's why fucking answering machines, I'm so glad that's a thing of the past. All that shit should be on your phone that you never fucking, it's, it's password protected. And you got to hear shit while people are in the house. Forget about it. Huge security risk. <laughs> Huge. There's so much that's funny to me to watch and you like really date the show because oh, there's one yeah. episode where Carrie gets her diaphragm stuck in her. Like we are using diaphragms, ladies and gentlemen. No, hang on Holy a second. I, 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 I got this is a learning opportunity for me. Am I? <laughs> am I to take it that women no longer use diaphragms? I've never seen one. 
I've never no. seen one in my life. The only diaphragm I ever saw was my mom's in her sock drawer. And that's the only reason I have any idea what one is. Um, And now, <laughs> not, to, not to ask odd, weird questions here, but... You can ask. Okay, so... um, <laughs> I've... Um, oh, how should I put Are this? Are you asking how does it work? <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't really know how it works. I know it goes inside <laughs> the girl and it goes over a thing and that's what stops jizz getting to the right spots, right? I get that. But um, I, I know that there's a procedure now where you can have something sort of done with a girl that is up there. And if you, try, if you get in there hard enough, your dick can feel the end of it. Like it goes bang, yes, bang. The, that's the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's ring. The ring. Yeah, okay. And the ring can come out. Yeah. That's, I've heard of that. That puts the hormones in internally. Ah. A diaphragm is essentially like a condom. Except right. for you put it up in you, and it's like a catch-all. Like it's just like a dome that's like you shall not pass. Oh, but so I don't it, know how you get it. I, how do you get it out? Wait, how do you have to leave, leave it in for a yeah. while? It seems really risky because it's already just it inside you, and then you're fiddling around there. Well, that's gonna come out over time. Oh. So like that, I guess. Oh, I guess. so you let it leak out? Okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's nasty. See, that's the thing. I don't. I've never actually come across one. So uh, thank you for educating me. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The, you know what's great about '90s shows is that when you walk, when you watch the tech that they use in the '90s, and everyone's using flip phones and shit like that, or even even like even earlier on, it's like, man, so many so many plot problems would be solved if someone had a mobile phone. But <laughs> in, yeah, Carrie doesn't even get a cell phone until does she even? Ha- she has one at the very end of the series, but yes. up until then, she doesn't even have one. And one time, Miranda goes, "Everyone, check out my new Palm Pilot!" Right, and I'm like. Yeah! Oh! I was just gonna bring that up. I had a palm. I've got three palm pilots. They're still in my on my on my. They're now retro fucking like tech items on my shelf. Like someone, you know, people have an old camera on their shelf for decoration. Yeah, I got old palm pilots. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there was a lot of very dated things that were happening on this show. Aside from the fashion, oh, it there's was... probably a page or two Oof. here and there. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, mm, yeah. I thought, but I do love that. I do love watching that and going, yeah. It was a simpler time. There was no social media. It was. It was. I mean, could you imagine this show with social media? Did you watch? Dude, the, yeah. Did you watch it just like that? I watched the first episode. And I was so bad. F- I did not go back. Exactly what I did. I watched it and I'm like, and just like, okay, let's see what happened here. And I was like, oh dear, because what it turned into was, first of all, and this is stupid of me to be this way, but this is how the public is. You don't realize how many years have passed, and so these women are actually now like what you could quintessentially call old women. They're like 60, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. you're like, okay, um, w- uh, th- the whole slant of that show became how these women are now out of touch with young people. Like Miranda doesn't know how to address genders and she's like, she's, she's like weirded out in this group of young people. And yeah, it's just so, it's so like diversionary f- for the show. Cause the whole thing about sex in the city is that these are socialites. These are current women. These are people dealing with now issues and it's all relevant. Now they're yes. irrelevant. And I understand the show had to go that way. Cause they couldn't all of a sudden be relevant 65, 70 year olds or whatever. Right. But yeah, it did not work. And big was such an old fart fucking singing in his apartment like a bitch i'm like shut the fuck up big go do something i don't know <laughs> it was go, really bad go ride your peloton exactly. I was pissed. <laughs> carrie fucking shows up and she sees him dying he's still alive though and instead of calling the ambulance or anything she just stares at him and waits for him to die so i think she was in it for that fucking will oh shit Really? I think she wanted him to die. Man, I think I she bought him that. the Peloton and stopped giving him his heart medicine. Jesus. See, I never, I don't even know if I made it through the whole episode, man. I was like, this is fucked up. And I backed out. 
And I yeah, mean, it was bad, bad. Since we're talking about it, those two movies that came after this show, what are your thoughts? Okay, so after I finished the series, because I think I finished it Thursday or Friday, I was like, let me just pop on the first movie because I saw it in theaters when it came out. This movie came out the same year as Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. And (laughs) I was like, which movie was worse for its franchise? I don't know. So the first movie is the best one, but that's not saying much because they really, they took a lot of steps back, especially with the Miranda character, all the progress that she had made. It just went all the way Mm. fucking left and she's just like i work i'm important i work i can't do anything else but work Ah. it's just eh. and then it was like so dumb the things that they would all laugh about and think is funny and like it would be a big moment but it wasn't even funny so it it was yes they they had lost the the comedic sort of through line um did you see the second movie I did, but it's been a while since I've oh seen it. Oh my god. All right, so check it out. The second movie, there is one good thing about the second movie, and that is the main push of the show, or the movie, is that marriage is really, really difficult, and everyone just makes it work the way they could they can make it work, because it's so difficult to do. So you've got an unconventional marriage, fine. If it works for you, keep doing it. The worst thing about it was this scene where all the four characters, oh, fuck, it's just, this is so painful <laughs> to even think about, right? They go up on karaoke wherever, because they're sitting in Abu Dhabi or someplace in the Middle East, right? And they just, for no reason, turn up on karaoke and they sing, I am woman, hear me roar. And it is, I have never cringed so much in my life because the fucking song goes for the whole song, which means that there's second and third verses. And they're like, I am woman. I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's so hard to watch that it's actually like, wow, this may be the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in a movie. And I've seen porn. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I've seen butt porn a lot. (laughs) This was way worse. (laughs) Define a lot in butt porn. Okay, so um, oh, I don't know how far we can push this show. (laughs) Is it different than anal sex? Oh, sorry. That, it, that is traditionally okay. what I would term butt porn, but like, okay. um, I'm just making I, sure it's not something different. Well, I saw this um, this porn of Asian descent where um, people were puking on each other. I just got to say that it's called a Roman shower porn, and <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> but e- <laughs> but even that was more comfortable than the watching these women sing this shit on stage. <laughs> Have you? Oh, I know. Have you heard of fart porn? No. <laughs> fart porn. I was, I saw Louis C.K. on this like a couple like weeks ago. Okay, I I like Louis C.K. Oh, I love Louis. He was well, talking. Yeah. He was talking about fart porn, which is where a promise, uh, like a prim and very cute young woman, is talking to you. There's no nakedness or nothing, right? It's just, hey, how's it going? Oh, do you, you? She's working in the store. Let me get something for you. Let me just get up on this ladder, and then she's like, and then, and she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> And he's like, I was hard as a rock. No! <laughs> yeah, there's uh, that. So sorry to divert there. But yes, that's uh yeah, so that's what don't watch the second movie. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh oh my god. Uh, okay. Okay, yeah, please. No, I'm, not, I'm not going back to it. Okay, good. I, 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 I said it already before. I feel like the last two seasons were kind of rushed and they didn't do a good job of tidying up the series. So, like, I kind of was hoping for more 
of a wrap up with the movie. And Jennifer Hudson's so bad in the movie that bitch cannot fucking act. Oh really? I can't even yeah, remember she's her in the Car- movie. Wow. That's Carrie's assistant, the Saint Louise from or Louise from Saint Louis or some shit. Does she sing? She was. <laughs> I think she, she has a song in the soundtrack. I think um, oh, when okay. the end credits are rolling, but she was terrible. That movie oh, fucking sucked. All right. We we took we took a diversion, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, so shit that I've adapted into my life. Oh, I, the see you next Tuesday. I feel like mainstream culture took that shit up too. I feel like I hear see you next Tuesday everywhere. Absolutely, uh, that was that right? started on this show. I'm sure of it. Yes, a hundred percent. I'd never, and it was so clever. And it was like, see you next. Oh, was that a Schoolhouse Rock I missed? Like, it's so do kids I know. know what Schoolhouse Rock is anymore? I'm not sure. I'm I'm, un- I'm unsure of it. <laughs> I've not heard of it. Um, I say I choose my choice quite frequently. Okay. It's when um, Charlotte and Miranda are on the phone and Miranda's giving Charlotte shit because she's choosing to quit her job. Mm. And she's like, I choose my choice. I choose my choice. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, fuck motherfucker motherfuck shit. And oh, yes. bat in the cave. So like whenever somebody has a booger, <laughs> I tell them they have a bat in the cave. Oh, the boogers are so... Yeah, it's another <laughs> thing. It's another whole thing. Um... <laughs> By the way, that, speaking of See You Next Tuesday, that episode where Charlotte has uh, meets that artist and he goes, I call this new work The Cunt. <laughs> and then he asks her, like, you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to draw your cunt. And then his wife is like, I bet you've got a lovely cunt. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this is, I've never heard cunt so much in a, in a show. I was like, this is hilarious. And the little old lady, she was popping those consonants too. I bet you have a lovely cunt. Yes. Here. I was like. <laughs> okay oh that's so funny that's the that's the funny thing about um the the c word between our regions for example Mm -hmm. once you hit the consonants especially the the last t that's when it sounds hard aussies go cat a lot right it's it's harsh still but it's also like seems to breeze by more (laughs) if you hit that t you're speaking a completely different language i'm telling you yes All right, what do you not like about this show? Okay, so I definitely would, as I said, we talked about um, the, the the first person, or the breaking the fourth wall, which I definitely yeah. would have done. Um, I think that what I don't like about this show, there's a level of entitledness about the characters that has always bugged me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It is for the purposes of the show, so I don't mind that much. But when you have Charlotte, for example, all right, so she's... She's so prissy and can't handle shit and all that sort of stuff. But she's still like very, I don't know, i got this love-hate thing for her because she's the, she's the one on the show I would choose. But I still think she's a bit of a fucking like just... She's a pill. Pill. What's a pill? A pill is like a little bit of a nutcase. She's like um, a little bit of a wackadoodle. Yes, yes. Like her fixation with needing to get married... That is maddening. That I hate because yeah. I I may be what people call a confirmed bachelor. I was in a ten year relationship and we never lived together. We lived in houses next to each never other. Never lived together. We lived in houses next to you each had other. Houses next to each other. Yeah. Did you I've... start out dating and then we were already living next to each other, or did you? No, no, no. I was I. <laughs> I live in the back. I live in the rear house of a two house strata or whatever we call okay. like that, right. And uh, about five years into our relationship, the front house went up for sale. And I joked with her because we had agreed that we would never live together. We, we thought we would just date until we were too old and then we'd move in, right? And she, I said, you should buy that house, jokingly. 
And she went, maybe I will. And I went, holy shit. And then she did. And then for the last five years of our relationship, she bought and owned the house in front of mine. And I had the other one. And I'm still in this house now. She's moved out since we broke up. Trust me, the breakup sucked. But... Um, <laughs> But yes, Yikes. I still yeah. So I've never actually. I, I don't really plan on getting married, and I don't really want to. And I don't. Have, and you have you ever lived with a partner? Never. I'm 47. Well, I mean, and I gentlemen. guess that works for your fart situation. Exactly. And your exactly. No, but it's just that. Uh, and and this is. I realize I'm the weirdo here because it makes no financial sense. It makes no. sense. Yeah, but <laughs> if it makes you happy, that's so. That's the thing. You can't put a price on happiness. If I think it, you're right. If, and that's the no. thing. Like when you when you live alone, you're always right. Like I've lived alone forever. <laughs> I've I've never been wrong. <laughs> like if I drop a piece of chicken on the floor and don't pick it up straight away, I'm still right when I pick it up a week later. <laughs> like, if you're with you a girl, did not say a week. <laughs> see, if I was with a girl, right, and I dropped the chicken and chose not to pick it up on the spot and just turned my body to move, she'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're wrong. You're immediately wrong." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh my god, I might have done that exact thing to Dan. <laughs> See, Dan's been wrong for fucking years. Right? <laughs> but yes, again, I, I realize I'm the weirdo. So, um, yeah, so sorry. Uh, the other dislikes about the show, uh, Carrie's season five haircut. Um, that was weird. It was only a six episode season because she was well, had a bun oh. in the oven. Yes, because she was, and also the other thing about that season, I mentioned I used to work at like a comedy club. So one of the comedians that came to do an act was actually in the Atlantic City episode. And he was one of the guys that was giving Miranda shit for being fat. And she's like, I just had a baby. What's your excuse? Yeah. It wasn't the guy who said it It was like the guy next to him. But I was like, you were, you were in a scene with all four women from Sex and the City. Tell me everything. That's huge. I would absolutely be on that guy's case. Wow, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what Any, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. you were talking no, about that's, season that's all I can think was... of at the end until you probably okay. remind me of something. Go on, please. Oh, honey, yes. Okay. Um, we talked about the aesthetic of the first two seasons, mm-hmm. uh, the talking to camera. The only on the pr- street, like, confessional one that I really liked was um, they were talking about the, was the threesomes episode. And the one girl was like, I'm into, like, seeing museums and taking long walks and golden showers. And I was oh. Like, <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> it was just, that was the only time it was worth it to have those. I felt like those were, that took me out of it a little bit. Um, all right. I do not like Petrovsky at all. I feel like the only reason that she even dated him was because Charlotte and Samantha were hyping him up and were like talking about how famous he was and all the shit. So I think she got star blinded and that was the only reason because they had no chemistry no banter they couldn't even understand each other like he wanted to take her out to <laughs> on a date that started at 1 a.m like no this guy but was it was wrong from the beginning mikhail Borishnikov being in the actual show was such a thing though because that's how big the show had gotten by the time it's like oh my god they got a fucking ballerina dude fucking like this guy is famous like he's an actor still as well he's way older than her as well yeah but it was like yeah it was an interesting yeah i, I see what you mean Oh, but something that I forgot to mention, I mentioned way earlier, there's little things that really held up and that I liked about the show, even after all the time. So one of the things was in an episode with Petrovsky, it was called Catch 38. And so she finds out that he's had a vasectomy and he's not having kids. So she Mm -hmm. has to really be honest and have that conversation with herself. Like, 
am I ready to be like, no, I'm not having kids. Like I'm at the age where I have to decide, mm-hmm. is this what I want to do or not? So I thought that was a nice kind of struggle internally to show. And it shows her like she's taking care of Brady for a little while and she's really like having this conversation. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's another episode where Carrie's shoes get taken from the party and the woman that's hosting the party, like, shoe shames her. And she's like, oh, yeah, I used to spend that much on shoes when back before I had a real life. Yes. So then Carrie realizes she's like, I've spent all this money on baby showers, weddings, engagement stuff. After, like, graduation for single women, there is no occasion where we celebrate ourselves and we get gifts. So, like, what the fuck's that about? Agreed. I thought that was very smart and very Definitely. cool. Definitely. As a single man, um, uh, I can tell you that there's no government grants for single people. If you're no. married, you get all kinds of bonuses. If you've got kids, you get a shit ton of money in this country. But if you're single, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So fair enough. Um, okay, so other things that I did not like. The episode, Boy Girl, Boy Girl, with um, from season three, the one that had tag from Friends. Yep. So Carrie's like super upset because he's bisexual. And mm. she even says to the woman, she's like, it was just the way that he kept so casually said it that bothered me. And they're like, of course it's a problem. And they're just, it was really icky. Oh. And she's, of course, fixating on things. So she's like, if you saw a really attractive woman on one side of the street and a really attractive man on the other side, where would you go? And they just finished fucking. I'm like, really? You can't tell he's into you. What does the rest matter? That but it matters to Carrie. so of its time. That is so of its time. It really is. There's a lot of problematic shit from this show. They say the F word multiple times, and I'm not talking about fuck. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That in the second episode, that Barkley guy is videotaping the women he's having sex with without their knowledge, and Carrie's, like, lighting a cigarette because it's sexy. That's fucking gross. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. Ugh. What about the, yeah. um, the episode where uh, Samantha goes out with the African-American dude? And mm-hmm. then his sister's like, I don't approve of a white girl. And I'm like, yeah. see, this is how, like, and, and look, I, th- just on this point, right? Things that flew back then that don't fly now, all right? Yes. Even though it's like, it's quite shocking when you see it now. I actually have a thing where it's like, look, that was its time. You laughed at things at the time. And literally, if people who laughed at the time can then evolve to now be now where you can no longer laugh at things, the person who made the joke or the people who made the joke... Why aren't they allowed to evolve as well? I'm sure if they made exactly. this show now, they wouldn't be they wouldn't do that again. So I don't really have the animosity, but yeah, no. it's it's interesting to watch now for sure. It is, and then they do like the whole like tranny talk, and there's a um, Instagram account called Woke Charlotte where <laughs> they make memes out of scenes um, from the show, and then they change some of it with like woke reactions from the other characters. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. say ghetto gold, Carrie. This is what you should say. Like it's shit <laughs> like that. It's very funny. That is hilarious. Um, Okay, so then I also did not care for Samantha's turn as a lesbian. I thought Maria was super annoying. and I didn't buy that at all. I didn't buy that at all. No way. Oh, and then they were like, she's not gay. She just ran out of men to sleep with. I'm like, that's not. I mean. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Yes, good point. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, I also didn't really like Samantha having cancer. I felt like she kept playing the quote cancer card a lot just to remind us that she had it. I did like where it allowed her and Smith's relationship to go and like take it to a deeper level. But for the most part, I did not care for her having cancer. I'm interested. Yeah, it's a good point because that was definitely a very like when I see the later seasons and I and I see Samantha's hair and I'm like, oh, that's right. She got sick. Right. On one hand. That's quite realistic because it happens in real mm-hmm. life. And, you know, this is how women deal with it and stuff like that. 
uh, or people deal with it, your friends and stuff. But on the other hand, it's sort of like let the air out of the show a bit. And maybe we should be tougher as an audience. Maybe the writing should have been different or something. But yeah, it was, it was, you could tell that they were clamoring for storylines. So, yeah, it felt yeah. like they were trying to shove a whole bunch of shit into the final half of the last season because it's like there was just so much going on. Even when Charlotte and Harry, they get engaged in the next episode is their wedding. I just felt like so much shit was like rushed, rushed, rushed. Yeah. It threw in like Steve's mom um, having the stroke in the second to last episode. I feel like some of this stuff could have been given some room to breathe and really Absolutely. evolve. And that would have been better. Yes, agree. All right, so we kind of already talked a little bit about it, but what would you change about this show, if anything? Uh, yeah, I think nothing more than we've already talked about with like the the fourth wall breaking. Um, I think this is the thing. The reason we're talking about the show at all was for everything that it did, including the shortcomings that it had. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 probably that the. Because the humor, and I think this is it with any 90s humor. If you look at Friends, some of that humor doesn't work either. Ross is a cunt in right. Friends, right? But, uh, and so. With <laughs> even a hard I love, T. I know, and I love him, like, <laughs> in general, but he has, like, these really, like, outdated kind of views on masculinity. So uh, I actually don't, to, to me, the only th- the thing I would change is yes, I'd probably drop the Samantha cancer storyline. I would probably have. Uh, I think Berger did serve his purpose, but it was so yes. lackluster by that stage. Like her dating, because I remember when Aiden came on board, it was a big thing. It was like, oh my God, he's supposed to be the new big. I don't know about this guy. He's got weird hair and so on like that, right? So each yeah. new boyfriend she had had a lot to do with it. And I remember thinking, yeah, Berger's a bitch, but he he needed to be one, like an asshole. Um, so maybe I would have gone with a slightly more interesting guy. Yeah, I think... Um, one just um, observation I had about the show is that, and this is something my sister said as well. She said, the guys that the women get in the show are realistic. Like, probably the best looking guy is big, maybe, right? What? Don't you think you did so? not just say big? Big is not big. a good looking guy? No. No? He oh. looks like, no, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. See, this is the generation no, no, gap no. here, all right? So who's the best looking guy that one of them nailed in this show? Is it Timothy Oliphant? Well, yes, to me, the yes. Oliphant is Bay. Um, <laughs> but of the main boyfriends, I think Ron Livingston is probably the most attractive. And then season four, Aiden, when he's got his ha- haircut. Um, he did have his haircut. He did look better. Yeah, that but was like, good. Uh, even Samantha, like she was when she's nailing a rich guy who has a foreign maid and they, they had that problem, right? That rich guy is a, is a fat kind of like old t- you know tubby kind of guy. Yeah. And she said that is who these women would realistically get. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it's not like everyone's a supermodel. The women are attractive because women are more attractive than men in general, in my opinion. But, um, the yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's not what I would do different about the show. I think that's the one thing they got <laughs> right. So, sorry, I'm not answering your question there, but it's just an observation <laughs> about that's you. That's good. No. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, one of the things that's super crazy about this show is how quickly these relationships these women are in become so serious. Mm. The one that I always go back to is um, the politician. She's dating him literally because they do a good job of giving time stamps in the show. So they're dating for three weeks only, just first date, three weeks later, and she is following him everywhere on the campaign trail. Yes. She's going to like kindergarten. It's crazy. And then like the way Charlotte's trying to get married so fast like all that shit's crazy but then you mentioned burger that was the first time this show actually took a realistic approach to the beginnings of a relationship yes because like burger and carrie are dating it's good dating 
but big calls. They have accidental phone sex. She doesn't feel bad. She's like, we're just, we're having good dates, but it's not a serious relationship yet. And I'm like, thank God we finally got it. Yes. Good point. And that's later on in the season as well, where, you know, they're more advanced in age and it would be sort of, yeah, I get that. That's way better. Um, Okay. So the two things that I would change are not very big. Cause like you said, I feel like Maybe because I've seen this show so many times, maybe because it's like imprinted on my brain. This is the way the show was always supposed to go. I can't envision it going any differently than the path it went on because that's just, it's burned into my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two things that I would do differently. One, if we're waiting six seasons for motherfucking Big's name, we got to do better than goddamn John. John. That is terrible. <laughs> motherfucking John. That's, <laughs> that's terrible. We, no. And then Big leaves New York at the end of season four. Like, that's the finale of that season. And then he's absent for most of the last two seasons. But then he, like, comes in out of nowhere. And we're supposed to believe that Charlotte is going to buy the bullshit he's selling, bring him to brunch, and even get Miranda on board, like, to go after Carrie again. After all the shit they've seen him put her through, that they would actually believe it enough to put Carrie and Big back together is just mad. It's asinine to me. I can't see how the woman would get behind it. I never really thought of it that way. To me, it was just that he turned back up and it's like, oh, okay. It feels like right that they did actually end up together since that was the point of the show. But I. But if that's they were going to do that, he should have been sprinkled more throughout the last two seasons because I just feel like it was so long we got to do without him. Like, what was the thing yeah. that turned him around and made him realize that this is it? Like, they haven't been talking. What the fuck? Maybe because they weren't talking. Well, let me ask you this then. So on that point, do you buy that Big comes back from Napa or whoever it was and he brings Bridget yeah. Moynihan with him, right? And then he married Natasha, right? Marries yeah. her, right? And then, like, I guess I do buy this because she's so much younger than him and she seems flawless out front, but she's probably not that interesting. Um, but then he still chooses Carrie over her by having an affair with Carrie while he's with her, while she's with Aiden. Like, I remember thinking that was among the most interesting parts of the show. Um, and something that was really, really cool to be. The, thing, the one thing I did like slash hate about Carrie is that when, Brit, when, when Natasha finds, catches her in Big's apartment, and she mm-hmm. runs away, and, and Natasha runs after her, then stacks it and busts her head open and stuff. Oof. Carrie didn't just fuck off. She ran back and grabbed her and helped her and got her in an ambulance. And all, even though it was, the, you know, like, that's like, okay, at least she's not the world's most terrible person. She is, though, because then later when she hears through the grapevine that Big and Natasha are splitting up, she fucking harasses the shit out of Natasha, calls her office. She says seven times, like, really? kept on hold forever. And then... Finds out where Natasha's having lunch, crashes this lunch, sits down. She's like, I need to tell you how bad I feel about ruining your marriage. She's like, can I have some of this? And like drinks the water that's on the table and the death stare coming from Natasha. Like should have <laughs> made her dad as a doornail. Yeah. And she's sitting here like, I just feel so bad. And she's like, not only have you ruined my marriage, now you've ruined my lunch. And yep. like Carrie's yep. a selfish asshole. Fuck Yeah, because the most important thing to her is to unburden herself, no matter how exactly. bad it makes her feel. Yeah, you're right. She's a cunt. <laughs> She sucks. She sucks. Fuck Carrie. I want to like her. There's aspects of her personality that are so great. She's so witty. She can be such a supportive friend. But she's a monster. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we're still watching her, so something went right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the relationships between the women are so fun to watch every time. I love it. Who, Who do you think was the best match for each of the women? Like, I feel like Richard and Samantha... 
were probably the best pairing. Like, I liked her and Smith. They were healthy. But I feel like Richard and Samantha had, like, a good kind of back and forth. Like, they checked each other really well. Agree 100%. So when that James Remar, that 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 actor playing Richard, um, him and he has a huge perfect cock and all this sort of shit, right, that she's <laughs> talking about, right? They actually, you're right, for the time that they were together, because he was chasing her, right? And he was even, like, you know, turning up at that rooftop pool and he looks nods over and there's that, you know, that clear table and chairs. And then she actually recoils and goes, hey, I don't do this shit, okay? This shit gets you into trouble. Showing her, like, sort of, you know, preconceptions about relationships and how dysfunctional she is about it. But he's still chasing her, right? And then, just like every fucking powerful-ass man or whatever, he gets her. And then it's like, cool. And then they're having fun with each other and then he cheats on her anyway, you know? And it's like... That is the you're right, it, and the thing is, she would have done that to someone else earlier on as well. She just she happened didn't do it to Smith with Richard, exactly with Richard. So she's a cunt as well. So kind yeah. of it makes like, and she even went after him and sort of spied on him and then caught him. And I was like, damn. So yes, but that was actually the best pairing. You're right because it wasn't. It, eh, maybe Big and Carrie are the next one, but then they're the main one, so yeah. maybe not. You know, Charlotte and Trey, no. Charlotte and Pussy Guy, no. Air, Charlotte and Harry are fantastic. That's the only relationship that I fully endorse on this whole show is Charlotte and Harry. Which one is Harry? Harry is the Jewish um, divorce lawyer. Oh, that let's she gets talk with. about him because he's my he's my um as a bald man myself. Like mm-hmm. the idea that a bald man could get Charlotte is great. So. <laughs> Right? So I'm like, oh, awesome. And you know what? That actor, I love him in Californication, so I have this thing for him. Right? Oh, yeah. Isn't he like his lawyer or something? His lawyer friend, but he's like the most yeah. fucked up dude. And I remember talking with my ex-girlfriend about it, going, that's the most disgusting man ever. Like, he's just this alopecia-having motherfucking bald little white man. And I was like, you know, I'm bald. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but like, trust me, this guy's... Like, and I was like, yeah, but I still like the fact that he wears his himness on his sleeve so much, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So yes, good point. Good point. Good yeah. point. Love Harry. Okay, is there anything else you want to talk about before we marry, bang, and kill these motherfuckers? Just one thing. That moment where yes. Big was on the on the on handsome cab ride with Carrie, and then they're just talking and stuff, and also she gets a call. Where, who is it? Was it Miranda having a baby or someone? Like, she really yeah, needed yeah, to yeah. be out. Oh, no, we'll never get there in time. And then Big goes to the guy, hey, can we... Uh, can we get out? Can you take us to the hospital? He's like, I can't leave the park. And then he gives him money and goes, see what you can do with this. And the guy goes, fuck it. And blam, goes all the way to the park. She gets out. He's in there going, cool. Hey, I hope everything's fine. I think apparently they were like, uh, and then he just goes, okay, thanks very much. And she leaves. And then he just kind of sits back and take me home <laughs> to the fucking cancer <laughs> camp. And then he just fucks off. Apparently there was a line that they, they edited out, which was her going, what is your name anyway? As he was away, like, but apparently they they, oh. they, they cut that out because then they had two yeah. more seasons. So, um, yeah, I thought that was fucking straight up cool. It's bullshit, but it's straight up cool. At the time, I was like, this well, motherfucker. That's good. the thing. Big is uh, throw money at it, make it happen kind of guy, and that's part of his, you know, Trumpiness. the thing that makes him attractive and like the cockiness. Yeah, that he can he can get out of problems that people plebeians cannot. So yes, and yeah. Yeah, and then you know when Carrie had that birthday and she couldn't see Big all day, then she finally comes home and there's just a limo outside her thing, opens the door, Ugh, balloons come out, the he's balloon. there with the I know, and he's like, Did you have a nice day? And I'm like, see, that's some game right there. That's some fucking game. He didn't he even does. tell you he was coming. So <laughs> he has a game. And I liked um the little mirroring at the end of the last episode when he's bringing her back from Paris and he drops her off at her front door. They're in the town car. And he's like, you know, I don't have, I don't have a place here anymore. She's like, oh, do you want to come up? And he goes, absolutely. Yes. I was like, <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, motherfucker's got game. You gotta say that. <laughs> he does. He does oh, have nice. game. Okay. Please, Wait, who on. do you want to marry? Bang and kill. Okay, so you, even with all the shortcomings, I'll marry Charlotte. Okay. Because I just feel like that would work out long term best, even though bitch fucked up. But bang, I'm actually gonna bang Miranda because um, I get it. You know, redhead, it's my kryptonite. Um, if if you if if not Miranda, then maybe one of the guest stars like Sarah Michelle Gellar or Heather Graham. But really, Miranda. Um, and kill, I would kill uh, Anthony Marantino. He is an asshole. He's a complete fucking piece of shit. And I'm like, I hate this character. And I'm yeah. like, I know you're supposed to be the, the sassy gay friend or whatever, but you just end up being a prick. Like uh, the only yes. funny thing, the only funny thing he ever said was like, "Ugly sex is hot." <laughs> and I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was quite funny, right? But other than that, he's just been a prick the whole time. So I kill that motherfucker. Well, he is miserable to Stanford because they're like he goes That's up horrible. to the table and he's talking about prom or whatever, and Anthony keeps interrupting him with, um, "Like because you're gay, because yes. you're gay." And I was like, "Bitch, you're gay. What are you doing?" Exactly. Very unself-aware. And then later on, I forget if it was in Just Like That or if it was one of the movies, but Stanford and Anthony are together. They're a couple later. Like, what was, the fuck yeah, is that? I know. And I don't, I, I can't remember the exact thing about that or where it was. But yeah, that was weird for a while. I remember that. But yeah, I definitely didn't like that character. That was bullshit. Okay. Um, I'm going to marry Aiden. Fair enough. Actually, it was a, it was a toss up between Aiden and Harry. Because like, thing really? about Aiden is you mentioned, well, because you mentioned with Aiden, he was forcing and pushing the marriage thing because he had that lack of trust with Carrie mm. and he wasn't listening to her and trusting her. So like that's kind of her fault though. Cause she cheated on him. Absolutely. But Harry, he's just, he's a guy that is in touch with his emotions. He's able to communicate clearly and well, he has appreciation and, you know, gratitude for what he has in his life. There's, he's funny. He's smart. He's kind. He's, you know, he's great. He's so he, supportive. Oh, he supports everything Charlotte does. Yeah, with like the adoption and all this stuff, and I get that. The yeah. only thing that I had a problem with him, and this is my own thing, but like, he's like, look, I can't marry a shiksa. Like, I, I, you have to convert. Yeah, you got to convert. Yeah, and I just like, I, I'm really like, you either like her or you don't, my friend. You can't make her do that. Like, but that's me. But that's me. Yeah, I'm not a religious person, so I can't relate to that. I need. used to be one, so I'm particularly cool. Like, I was brought up Catholic, I get so it. For, and and that's oh. not Jewish. I know yeah, the my worst. Dad. Yeah, so my dad was brought up Catholic. Yeah, I've and I shook it off. Stories. Yeah, uh-huh. I shook it off. But that, but even, but as because people forced me again into that religion, I guess by upbringing, um, I don't like anyone else being forced into any religion. So that's the only thing. But you know, I understand the plight of the Jewish folk is different, and so on and so on. And I have no idea about it to comment about it. So there you go. Fair enough. All right, I'm going to bang um, Blair Underwood, aka Dr. Robert Leeds, Fair because enough. he is hot. What but up? I don't want to see him after the night, the one night stand or whatever, because he, A, does not handle rejection well, and B, says I love you for the first time on a fucking cookie. Like, I, we would not be a good match. Oh, no, no, no. He was, he was, he was the, he was the, he was the hot chocolate evening. You know what I'm saying? That's what that yeah. was. <laughs> he was the, he was the jewels to her Mimi. That's how That's it was. what that is. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> Oh, and then I'm going to kill. This guy was only in one episode, but it was that man who baby talked Samantha. Oh, said fuck. Something about her, her titty witties. Like, that was ooh. fucked up. That was fucked oh, up. Oh, and then he said, I'm going to say it. He said, does your vagina want a visit from my Mr. Mr.? I was oh, like, oh, shit. You're dead. I have to kill you now. Yeah, we no, can't you, have humans on this planet that do that. You would be doing the world a favor. I get it. I absolutely get it. <laughs> 
Thank you. Good I knew call. you would get it. Good the call. second runner-up was a uh, spring roll guy because listening to him and Miranda talk dirty, I had to speed past that. It was I so forgot gross. spring roll guy. That's a, what? Oh god, that sounds nasty. <laughs> and you and you really like it when I put my finger up your ass. Oh, that I remember that now. <laughs> I remember that now. And he couldn't handle it as well. It's like <laughs> no. <laughs> How was I supposed to? That's the one thing you can't say to a guy. Ah, uh, depends on the guy. If you said that to me, I'd be like, yeah. Girlfriend listens to this episode. Yeah, I'll be doing that directly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Wayne, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you are a fan of the show like I am and that that you know all of the things that I'm alluding to. It makes oh, me yeah. so happy to have somebody to talk with this stuff about. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. It's always awesome over here. So um that's right. wicked. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And next month, Nick is coming on the podcast, and we're going to talk about Veep. So I'm excited oh, about shit. that. Yeah, that's a great show. Nick and Veep. That would be wicked. I know you love Veep. Love me some Veep. So that's going to be, be a great episode. I've never finished the series. I think I got through like season three or whatever, and then I stopped and I was watching something else. So the last two seasons are going to be all brand new to me. If you check out the last, awesome. oh yeah, yeah, the last episode. Oh, I won't, won't spoil it for you, but that's cool. Yeah, don't spoil. Oh, I won't. I won't. I won't. Awesome. All right, everybody, thank you for listening, and deuces! See ya!